Welcome to Excellence Culture. I'm Matt Brose with Locked In, and I am really excited about the guest that we have today. Um, he's become a good friend of mine. Um, he's become a household name, actually, all throughout the country. Um, and if you know anything about Dude Perfect, um, you would be really excited about who we're talking to today. It's Garrett Hilbert. Um, Garrett, thanks a lot for, uh, yeah, for being thanks, here. Thanks for having me. These yeah. people might know me as the Purple Hoser. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to get into yeah. what the Purple Hoser name is all about. Um, but, you know, for those of you who don't know who Dude Perfect is, for those of you who don't know who Garrett is, um, Dude Perfect, I would say, is a YouTube sensation that um, started back in 2009, yep. right? 2009, it was a group of um, college buddies that filmed the video that Aggies, I want to hear. actually. Yeah, Aggies, you know, well, that's okay, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so if you don't know who Dude Perfect is, you need to go check out who Dude Perfect is. They're everywhere to the point that they do a tour now. Yes. And uh, so it's, a, it's pretty exciting stuff. So, um, you know, for me, I just want to kind of hear your story, man. Yeah. And, and that's what we do. We just kind of get into people's stories. And next thing you know, I think we'll find like a thread to go to that will be impactful and meaningful for these people. But you're cool with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the, you know, the origin starts back actually in high school. Um, I left uh, Prestonwood Christian Academy, went to Prosper High School to finish out. And I met a guy named Tyler Tony, uh, who's also part of Dude Perfect. And he's a year younger than me. Um, ended up going to A&M and, uh, lived with his cousin. Um, and so, uh, he would always come down and he would stay at our house and he was visiting and he's like, I don't really know where to go. He decided to come to A&M and I just remember like he came in and was like, man, I got no one. I was like, just come on. I'll, I'll introduce you to my friends. And so took him up to the rec center and played pickup basketball with all the other DP guys. And, uh, that's kind of like where it all started. That's where it's, that community started. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I met the other guys through a, a camp called Impact Camp. Okay. It's, um, you know, we learn all the cult to A&M, but um, <laughs> there's Fish Camp and Impact Camp. I, they're both great. One's um, centered around faith and one's not. And so... Okay. Uh, is Impact Camp the Impact one that's centered around Impact is the one faith? centered around... Okay. So I met Corey and Sean. There was actually six guys in Do Perfect. Um, both of those guys were in my actual small group. Okay. Um, and so, uh, we've been together since, you know, basically 06, the four, you know, and then I've known Ty since high school. So, um, you know, uh, it's kind of funny. I always call myself the, like the original investor in Dude Perfect because, uh, <laughs> me and Ty were the ones that bought the basketball goal. Cause all the other guys were like, I can't do it. I don't have enough money. And so it was a great return on investment, you know, $80 goal to this. I want to get into that to that first video at some point, yeah. but I, I do want to hear a little bit more about your upbringing. Sure. Um, and you know, with with the excellence culture, I spend I'm trying to spend time with people who just exude this idea of excellence. It's nothing fancy and that kind of stuff. It's just people that wake up in the morning and want to do their best, right? Yeah. And um, and so it's really nice to kind of hear the upbringing of that person sure. to see if there's any kind of common thread there. So yeah, love to so hear your I uh, I was born in Dallas. Yeah. Um, when I was five, I actually moved to Northern California. Mm. Um, my dad's job took us out there and uh, was heavy into sports. I have a younger brother. I have an older brother. I'm a middle child. So um, you know, redheaded middle child. You know, with the <laughs> anger issues, that was me. 
Were you uh, the only redheaded one, or? So my mom, yeah. As far as the siblings go, okay. yes, my mom, my mom was redheaded. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, actually, my dad's job and his family kind of brought us back to Texas okay. when I was around eleven, um, and uh, we started attending a church called Prestonwood Baptist okay. Church. Um, Is that the Baptodome? That's the Baptodome. Yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, a lot of good memories. I actually, we, we were next door neighbors to the executive pastor, Mike Buster, and he was my second dad growing up. And, um, you know, I, uh, you know, my whole life has been centered around, uh, faith. You know, I think it's always been important Mm -hmm. to me. Um, you know, I accepted Christ when I was in sixth grade at vacation Bible school. And I remember it vividly, you know, Neil Jeffries, uh, said the sermon and I just man it just changed me and um you know so uh my whole life has kind of been focused around you know faith and church activities and hanging around the right people and um it wasn't a conscious decision for me like it wasn't like a oh I need you know this guy's bad I need to hang around this guy it was more like just the lifestyle that you know my family lived kind of like put us in groups of people that were Good, and I, and I think that's part of the thing we always tell younger kids is like, the one thing we would always say is, you know, you need to be around, you know, people that are going to make you better, yeah. and people that bring you down are the people that you know always want something from you or trying to do something. And so, God just blessed us with like putting five guys in college that you know, we actually all needed each other. We didn't yeah. know that at the time, but you know, we all bring something different to the group that, you know. Um, we benefit each other and just go off each other really well. Um, but um, was that move when you were eleven a tough move? Do you remember that at all? Or you know, I was I, excited yeah. about the move. Though I I was locked in on soccer um, okay. in California. The soccer culture is really big. Well, when you move to Texas, it's football culture. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of a tough transition to that. Giving up soccer, going into football. Um, so I kind of dropped both of them and went heavy basketball. Okay. Um, Learned a lot through AAU and coaches and leadership, and uh, I always thought I was going to be a basketball coach one day. Okay. I mean, that's what I, you know, I was. Might still happen. Could, you know, I actually <laughs> thought about that the other day. Uh, but uh, then when later on in high school, I got really involved. I'm like this weird mix of like, I'm I'm like the biggest sports fan, but I'm also the craziest art nerd you've ever like okay. met. I'm. There's not a lot of people that I've met that are like me that like both with a, the same amount of passion, and I fell in love with architecture. Okay. Um, went to school for it. Thought that 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 was what God was calling me to do. Got my master's degree in architecture and had a good job, and um, you know was ready to like work my way up the ladder. Where was that job? So it was just was up the road, okay. yeah, in Dallas. Um, at a firm called PBK and. Um, Man, I was like, I, I, lo- I just love everything about architecture, and I still yeah. do to this day. It's um, probably why you love golf so much too. You got sports and architecture. Yeah, and I love One golf thing. architecture. Yeah. I mean, I like nerd out about it, um, read books about it. Yeah. So, uh, but um, yeah, and uh, so went to A and M, then went to UTA up in Arlington. Um, yeah. You know, it was kind of hard going to University of Texas Association, but I did. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, um, got married right after that. And yeah. uh, 
I attribute a lot of my success to my wife. I mean, I've been very open and honest about that in all my interviews. Like, she's the rock of our family, and, um, you know, without her, like, I'm not here. Yeah. So, it's, uh, she keeps us grounded. She's a great mom to our three kiddos. And yeah. so, I got three kids, eight, six, and five, and we homeschool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, she's like a teacher and a mom. And Yeah, she's impressive, man. Yeah, she, she really is. So, uh, yeah. And she, she's a golfer now, so even yeah. better. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's kind of the uh, upbringing of, of how I got yeah. to this chair right here. So did, you, so did you think from a career standpoint that you were going to be an architect? Yeah. Or, I okay. mean, uh, yeah. I, was, I was doing it. I yeah. was, um, the, the thing that happened, the reason I'm not in an architecture firm right now is uh, we were at a Final Four, and um, Tyler gets a phone call from his boss and he worked in landscaping. He was a like also kind of landscape designer, landscape construction. Tyler um, was. Tyler was, okay. yeah. And uh, he gets a call from his boss and it was a Saturday and he just got chewed out and was like, you cannot miss a uh, another Saturday or you're fired. And the thing is about Dude Perfect is we all had jobs. So Monday through Friday, we did our jobs. Well, we would always tell the brands, hey, you know, we're so busy with like dude perfect we're blowing up so much like we actually only have time for you on the weekends wow which wasn't the case but yeah <laughs> yeah um so we would so let's go to that first video really quick yeah because i don't want to have to backtrack us too much but so you're in the season of career mode yeah. pursuing a career trying to trying to graduate yeah yeah so who initiated this video and yep. what was what was the purpose so, of that first video so we i i don't really remember we we that house was a competitive we we competed about anything like we would make up games and that house is in town here no in college station oh okay so they all lived together okay so the other four guys lived together i did not live with them i lived with ty's cousin down the road but i was there every day but they were just too i'm a clean like i'm a perfectionist and clean freak (laughs) ocd and so it was just too messy for me i couldn't do it so uh but i was there and I, i we just competed about I mean, you name it, like if it's video games or if it's like making up a football game of like tackle football, whatever it is, we're competing. And there was always like something on the line. So it's like, if you lose, you got to buy, you know, me a sandwich or whatever. So I remember me and Ty bought the basketball goal and it was a grass backyard. So it's not like we could play actual basketball. So we were like, we didn't like say like, let's go make a trick shot video. It was more like, hey, we're playing almost almost playing horse, but you know, have some, have some, you know, money on the line. We were playing for like Jimmy John sandwich, and I remember him saying like we, it was like right at lunchtime. He's like, "Hey man, if I make this shot, you're buying me lunch." And I was like, "Sure, dude." And it was like this hook shot. We actually just went back to the house. I mean, at the time, it felt like the most like impressive thing like Ty's yeah. ever done. You're like, "No way he's gonna make this," <laughs> and he did. But going back to the house, it was like you know, twenty feet away from the goal, like just like a standard shot. Uh, but anyways, ended up buying him lunch, and when we got back. Corey was taking a video editing class at the time at okay. A&M. So he's like, dude, I'm just going to film some of this stuff and I want to edit it, you know, because he has a passion for it. So they, we ended up just like doing, you know, almost like playing horse, but filming it, you yeah. know, see who can make it. And then Corey edited it and put it online. And literally the day after we put it online, Good Morning America woke us up. Wow. So that's 2009. Yeah. And 
Is YouTube a new? I'm trying to it remember is. when YouTube, YouTube was came out. YouTube was 06 or 05. Okay. It, it, okay. it was fairly new. It okay. was, uh, I mean, again, at that time on YouTube, it was like mostly cat videos and, you know, <laughs> Charlie bit my finger and uh, yeah. just like. It was home almost, videos. It was, it was home videos, almost yeah. like moments of like. You know, now there's so many of those that those get dumbed down a lot of just yeah. like your kid does something like hilarious or dumb or whatever it is. And like you record it and show your buddies, but you've seen that a thousand times because everyone has a device now. But back then, iPhone just got released in like 07, I believe. Yeah. You know, the camera was awful. Like there was, there was like the digital camera world even back then was just, yeah, it was brutal. Like, yeah. so no one like even had a thought to film anything. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a little, everyone always asked me like, what's it take to get in? My kid wants to be a YouTuber. And I'm like, I mean, back then, and I, it's like, it's like the NBA versus back then. And now it's just yeah. different game. Like I don't, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. So good morning America calls. And was that a surprise to you guys? Oh, or yeah, were, I, we were, were you su- seeing like the activity happen on the video? And you're like, wow, so this yeah, is I think it bigger. got to like, I think it got to like a hundred thousand views, okay. which, which was mean, a lot back then. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, we were shocked. We were, we mostly were just doing it to like show our, you know, mom and dad of like, hey, yeah. look, we're not studying, you know. But uh, it, Diane Sawyer actually woke us up. <laughs> I, I think it was like 7 a.m. And again, like college kids, I mean, that's like middle of the night, you know. <laughs> so we're just like, number one, how'd you get our number? You know, and number two, like, this is crazy. Um, but yeah, like went on Good Morning America and, um, you know, back then it was all like, I don't know, yahoo.com was like kind of like the the place for like vi- viral videos. Like okay. there was three videos on the top of Yahoo, only three. And those three videos would get, I mean, millions of views. Okay. And I remember our video got on, okay. we were on a plane, I think, and we got on and we, we got off the plane and it had multiple millions of views hmm. just I mean just like that so is that first video still on YouTube in it's raw form or yeah yeah really? it is I you know we kind of thought about doing something for like the fifth so 15 years is next year and like it's crazy we actually kind of went down we're filming a 30 for 30 right now for ESPN and uh we went down to the house and we recreated like half the video in 30 minutes you know like <laughs> um so but it's still there that's I mean, cool you know, That's I cool. still had hair back in the day, so. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Good so where where'd the name Dude Perfect come from? Yeah, so we originally named it, named it like Backyard Stuntman or something, like some great. Yeah. But like he, our, Sean, the guy who's not in Dude Perfect anymore, um, he uh, put the camera on the, like on a, like a ledge and we sat, he sat down just like this and they made sure they were in frame and he goes, Dude Perfect. And so we were watching the footage back, and we're like, that's a great name. We should just name it that, not Amazing Backyard Stuntman 4 or whatever it was. So we just <laughs> named it Dude Perfect. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. that's And the, now you see DP everywhere. That's the origin of the story. Yeah. It wasn't like this well-thought-out, like, you know, marketing geniuses of, like, man, we should name it, like, Dude Perfect for blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like that. Okay, so I'm, I'm sitting here with who's also referred to as the Purple Hoser. If anybody kind of follows yeah. Dude Perfect, and a lot of kids refer to you as the Purple Hoser, yep. in every video you wear purple. Yes, um, that's not A and M's colors. No. no so where not. did where did purple come from? Yeah. So um, 
I've always liked the color purple. I would say mm -hmm. it's probably my favorite color. Okay. Um, I think it's just the skin. I would hope it's your favorite color. I think it's just the skin complexion, you know. It's yeah. a, it, it, it goes well with me, you know. Yeah. Red's, like, terrible. Uh, yellow's not great. Blue's a little, you yeah. know, blue's a little harsh. So I was just like, I always like, tended to go to purple for some reason. Yeah. And uh, Well, I tried to wear purple a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I love it. Today. Yeah, I, so. I didn't even mean to do this, but, I mean, it's, yeah. most of my stuff has <laughs> some purple in it. Um, but, uh we had our, one of our first battle videos was a racing video. And if, if anybody follows Do Perfect, they know kind of like my MO is very much like, you know, no cares, yeah, just there to have fun and, you know, get third place. That's kind of like, so they go down the line and like, they're like, hey, you need to come up with a racing name. And everyone was like, I think Ty's was like Blue Adrenaline or, but I just literally like, Looked down, I was wearing purple. And then um, I thought I was gonna lose that day. Cause I was like, man, I just, I don't know how these guys are driving. And so hoser term is is actually a Canadian term um, for, you know, if you lost in hockey, you'd have to hose the ice off. Mm. Um, so they would call you hosers. And so it's actually like a, you know, not a great, like, <laughs> it's like the purple loser, but. Um, it kind of fits the persona. Yeah, it fits the persona, like. and so yeah. it kind of just stuck for some reason. No, none of the other guys' names stuck, but yeah. everyone just kind of like kept that name for me, and like yeah. they kept calling me like the Purple Hoser, and I was like, whatever, I'll go with it. And here we are, you know, like ten years later. Yeah. Like so. No, it stuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. it stuck. Okay, so we've obviously the first video, huge milestone. What would you say would be, in your mind, the next big milestone of Dude Perfect? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the, I would say the next big milestone was our first brand deal, okay. um, which was also in college. Um, okay. We got called up by GMC, um, and they're like, we're going to do a NBA Finals commercial. We want you to do some trick shots. And we're like, okay. And at the time, you know, we didn't know anything about you know what people pay for commercials whatever but they were like okay we'll pay you 60 grand to do it and we're like yeah i mean that's like eight grand a person yeah. like we're in dude that's that's i caddied on the pga tour when i was in college and the guy that i caddied for won david gossett and that was a 60 grand payday for me and it was a big big deal yeah and it was just like yeah we'll, we'll do this it actually ended up being like that's when they tied did the airplane shot. Okay. Was that 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 commercial? Um, and uh, it ended up doing like over two billion impressions. Um, and we look back on it, and we're like, man, they just are probably sitting in the in their offices, just like we paid sixty grand for this, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, at that time, they're probably. But that paying, was like, like you know that, that also things. put us on the map, though. Like, I mean, we were on an NBA Finals commercial, TV yeah. commercial, you know, yeah. put our name kind of out there and. Uh, so I'd say that would probably be the next big milestone. Yeah, and that was, that was still, remember that was still, that was, I think that was, that might have been 2010, and okay. the, 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 um, right around the end, right before okay. we graduated. Okay. Yeah. So kind of, let's follow some milestones for a little bit. Like, yeah. what would you say? The one after that? Yeah. Yeah, the one after that, I would say, um, would probably be the Kyle Field shot. Okay. Um, Kyle Field actually might have come before it. I can't remember, but that was a, another big milestone because it kind of put the like synonymous wow connected yeah. with Dude Perfect. It was like the wow moment. 
And that was with Johnny Manziel, wasn't it? So the first one was not. The uh, first okay. one was just tie off the deck. The second one we did was okay. with Johnny Manziel. Okay. Um, I would say the next big milestone after that was the day that Ty told us, like, I'm going to have to quit. What do you guys think about all quitting your jobs and doing this? And I remember... He said he was going to have to quit the landscaping Yeah, he was going to have to quit okay. because, you know, his boss keep said... Going. Yeah, he was like... My boss said he's going to fire me. Like, I might as well quit. Might as well give this a go. And that was in April. I was, because it was at the Final Four. And I remember, um, I'm kind of like the finance. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm not, I have n- know nothing about finance, but, you know, they deemed me as the finance guy to do perfect. So um, we've hired it out now. But, uh, yeah. and so I remember looking back in the bank, and I think it was like we each would make, like, I don't know. 12 more grand the rest of the year um and so i remember going to my wife and saying hey you know she was working she had a great job and i was like hey look with your job she was just an executive admin at a law firm but um great job and they took care of her and uh i remember going to her and being like hey i think i can make you know 12 grand the, the last eight months of the year uh, which is just hilarious. Uh, but you can get back then. You could have gotten by on that. Well, yeah, almost. and she was making yeah. like you know fifty. Yeah. So that's sixty-two yeah. grand for single kid. Uh, you know, yeah. for just like no no kids. You know, like it was just like we're we're pretty rich right now. You yeah. know, um, and so you know I had to go like tell her stepdad. I was like, hey, you know, I think I'm gonna quit. You know, and just be a YouTuber. You know. Um, <laughs> And I remember even telling my boss at work, I was like, hey, I'm going to do this till December, um, but I'll probably be back in January, just FYI. Yeah. And he was totally cool with it. He's like, man, you need to chase your dreams, but we'll see you back in January. And I'm telling you, the week after we quit our jobs, I mean, it exploded. Mm. I mean, we got our first huge deal from Nerf. We worked, that's when we did our Johnny Hecker video with the St. Louis Rams. We did another, I think, like Bass Pro. We we signed our biggest deal ever. Signed a two million dollar deal with a, a company called the Whistle Whistle Sports. Um, I mean, it it, it absolutely. Yeah. It was like God was like, I've been waiting for you to do this, and just take that leap of faith. There you go. Yeah. And it just was like, I mean, skyrocket. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Any any more milestones? I, I wanted to kind of talk about the tour, but I feel like there's got to be some. Yeah, I mean milestones in between then. Uh, after that, I mean, it was it was more like we, you know, the progression of Dude Perfect. We were f- we were five guys with a business manager, Ty's dad, um, and that was it. Like that mm-hmm. was our company. Like we did everything. So we were the talent and the company. Then we hired like our first editors mm-hmm. um, to kind of like get a little bit of work off. And that was huge because it was like it was the first time other people are like editing videos about us that we trust, you know, we got to trust them. So that was a big milestone yeah. to kind of like go into this world of like, you know, having an actual company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then when we all started having kids, yeah, was another, you know, it was just a milestone personally, but also just for the fact of like, we got to navigate travel now with kids and, mm-hmm you know, always prioritizing family and being back for events and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but man, I like, I feel like there, there's a whole world from 09 to 2020 
2019 yeah. I could talk about. Yeah. But what's happened since 2019 till now is, yeah. I, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. You've got everything that you're doing on the channel, but then the tour, I mean, <coughs> just was the rocket. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. Our so, business manager at the time, Ty's dad, um, and Corey had a, you know, they always had this vision of a live tour. And I was like, I, I never could see it. You know, I was like, I, I just don't, I mean, we, we don't make it on the first try. Like, I know, I know people know that, but maybe some people don't know that, but yeah. we don't. We don't make it on the first try. Some we do, but. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I, I don't, what are we going to do on, you know, on tour? And they came up with a really compelling, energetic, like, tour. And we, we went on our first one. And I remember after the first, San, our first show was in San Diego. This was 2019? This was 2019. Okay. Um, our first show was in San Diego, and we did our pre-show VIP that day. Um, that day, we still didn't have the show. The show ironed out. It was it was pretty stressful. And a guy walked up and pre-show VIP named Jeremy Camp, mm. and he's a uh, Christian he's a musician. Christian musician who has a insane story. Yeah, he does. Um, and man, I don't know what happened and that like I just felt like a calming like sense of like okay like God's obviously has this and yeah. like we're gonna be okay um and dude after that show was like it was like wow you know that was like incredible yeah like we really it was it was a lot and we obviously have improved on it a lot but um it, it really it was a leap of faith in its own sense of like you know everything we do is behind a camera, you know, closed doors kind of thing. And to like put it out in the public was, it was a vulnerable thing, but yeah. it was like, it was cool to like, it, we, we always talk about, we don't really get to see the impact that Dude Perfect has. Yeah. We hear about it and it's, uh, it's very humbling. And yeah. We, uh, we love it, but we, we never get to really see it, mm -hmm. but on tour we get to, get see, to it. see it. And it's, uh, it's such a grounding experience. Um, just knowing like, man, a lot of these kids look up to us. Like we have, we carry a burden, but it's a good one. You know, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a good one to share positivity and, you know, love in a world where like our world is so just kind of messed up right now. Yeah. And, um, well, so letting fun. your, letting your kids on YouTube is a scary thing, right? And, yeah. and I don't know how the algorithms are and I probably don't necessarily care to, but... Well, none of like, us know how the algorithm right? I don't even know, so <laughs> yeah. I wish I did. But my kids have <coughs> enjoyed watching you guys. There's maybe another, a, a couple other things that we kind of keep track of it. And to be honest, I mean, them following you guys, I feel like has allowed YouTube to somewhat be safe because they don't get a yeah. whole lot of other... I guess maybe that's the way the algorithm works, but... Yeah, I, mean, that, I guess I'm saying that, but I'm also saying, kind of thank you, right? Yeah, well, I, and, I appreciate uh, it. It's um, yeah, you know, like I like we were talking earlier. Like everyone has a device that they film and can throw up on YouTube, and there's yeah. not really like a screening process mm -hmm. per se. And so, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of junk out on YouTube, and yeah. there are some other. I mean, we're not the only, you know good wholesome clean content on youtube yeah. i mean there's yeah. a lot of good stuff out there uh but yeah i mean i was just watching youtube the other day and we, you know my kids are big dude perfect fans so you know and there was like this like horror movie ad right before a video and it's just like an ad it's an ad yeah. you can't control them we try to 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like that content will get out there and yeah. um, it's tough, but like, yeah, we, we... Why didn't you, why don't you sign up for the no ad version of YouTube? Yeah, you would think I would get it for free, you know, uh, but I don't. Yeah. So, uh, no, um, you know, we, we actually have some big things in the works right now. Um, we're actually launching um, our own app in about a month. Wow. Um, so when you log on to like Roku or Apple TV, there'll, there'll be a Dude Perfect app there. And uh, it's uh, all safe ads and um, our content and some other content that we're going to put on and um, that's great, man. Yeah, it's a big it's a big step for us, so we're pretty yeah. excited. Well, I'm kind of surprised that it's taken this long too. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I'm very grateful for YouTube. Always, yeah. you know, yeah they they helped us get yeah. to where we are. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. they'll never say a lot of bad things about YouTube. There's some things that you know I don't necessarily like, um, yeah. but that's how uh, you know I don't. There's a lot of people in the world, so just because yeah. one person doesn't like it. Uh, but no, they've they've been great to us, and we're still going to put our content on YouTube. Yeah. Um, it's just, it is a it is a safer option yeah. on the app. Yeah. So we because we can control it. Yeah. So. Cool. Cool. Um, okay. So excellence culture. We're talking about just the you know the idea of excellence, right? Yes. And um, for the more I get to know you, I, I feel like you're someone who's drawn to things that are excellent, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's an experience, yeah. whether that's food, I've just, um, sure. and who's not at yeah. the same time, right? Yeah. So how, how would you just in, in your world, if you're thinking about people who are pursuing excellence, how would you kind of define that? I know yeah. it's kind of a loaded <laughs> question, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, you know, I, I feel like I, I gotta, you know, give credit to the other four guys and, and Dude Perfect when it comes to, you know, excellent culture that they have kind of helped shape at, at Dude Perfect. I, you know, there's there's a couple things that, you know, and that's what I was saying earlier, like, we are all so different. Um, yeah. And we all bring such different perspectives to Dude Perfect, but they're they're not a difference that's, that doesn't gel. It, it gels, because there are some differences that don't kind of go together and yeah. it doesn't work, but... Um, you know, again, like I can attribute that all to Christ because, mm-hmm. you know, he breaks down those barriers, but, um, you know, those guys have really done a good job of just like, you know, even the minute things of, you know, uh, look, we're not, the music in our videos has to be wholesome Yeah. to, you know, what we put out. I, I will put our videos up against literally anybody's in the world. Yeah, um, the production as far of as it production, is, yeah. and uh, I think we got the best team. We 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 have a we we built our whole company on yeah the, the small things. You yeah. know, it's all about the small things, and that will make the big things excellent. And mm. uh, you know, it's it's not just me who does it. It's it's our whole team. We've just built. We have twenty two guys now, um, and all and every single one of them has the same goal of that. And so mm. it's really it's really been cool to see because you know sometimes you want to take the easy way out and sometimes you yeah. want to be like hey the, the excellent way might be uh harder you know you're just going through mud and it's it's dirty sometimes and it's stressful but at the end of the day you know the product's going to be better mm-hmm. and the easy way is you know hey you can do this 30 minute video and get it out and just put it up and people are still going to like it but it's like we always choose the hard way yeah um, so how long does it take for you guys to fully produce a video and get it out? 
Yeah, probably so, depends on the video. Yeah, it depends right? on the video. But like, like we'll take stereotypes for instance. It takes us about a week to film it, and then it gives our editors about two weeks to edit it. Yeah. Um, so, so if any of you haven't ever watched one of their stereotype videos, they are hilarious. Yes. Yeah. And what's an example of a stereotype video? So like right like, now we're actually filming neighborhood stereotypes. Okay. So uh, what would be is, an example? Of, uh, yeah. So, so like uh, um, the perfect lawn guy, you know, or. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know the the creepy neighbors one we did. It's yeah. always like peeking over the fence, or uh, I mean, there's a bajillion of them. Yeah, but, those are uh, hilarious videos, yeah. and I think I they're think a lot of fun to film. Too. Yeah, they're yeah. a lot of fun to film because you know, yes, we are in sense making fun of people, but we're all those people. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's just kind of uh, you're kind of making fun of yourself and poking fun of like, man, I, I can't believe I actually do that, but I do. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. Um, but yeah, like those videos, like, I mean, I get so frustrated sometimes cause we do like 18 takes of one like stereotype and I'm like, dude, we got it. And like, you know, the editors just know like, no, we don't have it yet. And it's just like kind of a grind, but they're, you know, I, so like I, you know, I want to take credit for like the excellent culture that like I've kind of tend to, you know, be incorporated with, but like, I mean, it's a team effort and yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of goes to my life a little bit and bleeds over. Um, you know, sometimes a little too much. I expect a little too much excellence from my kids sometimes, you know, and I kind of have to be like, Hey, he's eight years old and you know, he needs to have some grace, but that's, there's a little bit of that OCD part. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, A little bit of OCD kind of kicks in sometimes perfectionism kind of kicks in and, uh, but yeah, you just kind of have to remind yourself like, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't like that when I was eight. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I mean, our team cultures. Yeah. Is fantastic. So, I mean, that's, that's a perfect segue into talking about just your role as a leader, right? Because it started out five guys yep. just having a blast doing videos. And now all of a sudden you become the leader of an organization. Yeah. And, um, and, but still highly involved in content, getting content out. But I would assume that you're being looked at as a leader too, mm-hmm. and and so you know I'd be interested just um, just in that that idea of you know balancing that. I, I mean, how are you guys doing in terms of balancing leading an organization, but also still being the personalities yeah. of the? That's of the a, brand? I mean, honestly, what you what you just said is like it's it's probably our biggest struggle, yeah. um, you know, because we're talent we're the bosses, you know, and we're also, um, have young families. Um, and yeah. we've kind of worked our way to a point where like, you know, we could take time off. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's, uh, we take it pretty seriously. Um, it's, uh, we, so like I said, we have 17 guys, there's five of us and 17 employees. Um, and I, you know, these guys are starting most of the guys are either coming out of college or you know fairly young these guys are starting their career um it's not like they're on the latter half of it and they're like you know this is it and who cares what happens so we always we we do take that burden pretty seriously of just knowing like hey we're here to you know we would love to know your goals we want to help achieve those goals we want to give you a runway at dude perfect to like maybe try to like some of those goals can be fulfilled but if they're not, we want to help you, like, you know, go to that, go get yeah. that next gig. And that's hard sometimes because we don't want to lose those people. And we, we know there's such, you know, 
it'd be detrimental loss to our team. But, you know, we do a good job of knowing like, hey, look, like if there's a better job out there with more leadership and whatever, like you, sh- you know, we encourage yeah. you to go take that. And so, um, yeah, we are the leaders of the company. Like this week alone, like, you know, Ty and Kobe are at Augusta. Corey's in New York. Cody's in Montana. So it's really just me at the office this week. So um, if we're not filming, you know, I have I have some obligations to take care of, but it's really just me going in and popping into the team and just making sure, like, yeah. everything's good, you know, still giving them. I think we have the, the most fun office in the world, you know. Yeah. We got full-size basketball court, pickleball court, yeah. weight room, and, you know. And you let that be a part of their job, right? Absolutely. Just you know, sometimes, and, sometimes, yeah. and they would even say this, you know, we – we kind of joke around about it because you know at 3 p.m. they're out there playing you know game of basketball and you're like what are you what are you doing like why are you? <laughs> but no, you know they it. work it, uh, I mean, they work extra hard and they've you know they've never missed a deadline and they're 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 just they're solid employees man like uh we we really have built like I don't really know how we did it to be honest yeah. with you like we just kind of hired like what I've thought has kind of just been like random people, yeah. but they really have like all like just meshed so well together that, um, but dude, we, we are in need of a, we are in need of like a, like a president yeah. to kind of just manage the day to day better. Yeah. I, we, we do a decent job of it, but we could be better. Yeah. Um, especially for those guys, mm-hmm. giving them more structure, yeah, um, because our our job is the most unstructured. Well, so job. far, I mean, because you've been doing this since two thousand nine, and so, you know, the when you know I'm an employee benefits consultant, and and the way that I look at my role is cost, service, and people. So yeah, um, but on the people side of things, I really like to tell employers like don't underestimate the role that you have in the lives of your employees because they're probably spending more time with you than they're spending with their families. Absolutely. And so yeah. so it's a really important role to really think about. And so until now, I mean, how have you five guys, because five equal leaders is a complicated thing to work under. Yeah. You know, like basically, every, com- basically everybody's got five bosses. How do you All guys... All with differing opinions. Yeah. yeah. So how do, you, how do you guys, you five guys kind of steward that yeah like yeah so we um we kind of have our own areas of the company so like yeah. uh you know Corey is production he's over production he's you know he was our video editor he understands the space like he knows what level of excellence he wants yeah. so he's there um cody is over like the social channel so he was uh, he was our social media now he we've hired that out but he's kind of over those guys okay. ty is head of creative okay. so he is uh, over the art team um, he helps come up with video ideas, flush out video ideas, stuff like that. I'm over all the boring stuff, mm-hmm. you know, business stuff, business, businessy stuff of financials yeah. and mm-hmm. merchandise and stuff like that. And Kobe is really, you know, Kobe for the longest time was kind of our liaison between our manager and us. Like, okay. you know, if he needed to like, if our manager needed to get in front of us, Kobe would like. So Kobe's kind of a nomad. He's kind of the right Swiss now. Army knife, right? Yeah, now. he's kind of the Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Um, so to your point of like, how do people operate and know how to operate? Like, we have departments, and so like. Yeah. But yeah, if like Corey's not there this week, and there's like a a problem, then it would be me. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I might give different advice than what Corey would have given, but yeah. uh, you know, there has been some sticky points there. You know, when it comes like you know, we'll have to get together. We do a owner's box. We call it owner's box every Monday morning. First, first off, nine a.m. Kind of checking on each other, make sure everything's good. So that's between all just five us five okay. owners. Yeah, yeah, make sure hey, if there's any grievances or like things yeah. that you know we need to air out before we go to our staff meeting. Like, let's take care Is of. Is that it. usually in person or over the phone? It's in person. Okay. Uh, then we do a staff meeting Monday mornings, kind of get ready for the week, um, and then we then then we go from there. But I mean, yeah, to your point, like having five bosses has been extremely challenging, and that's why we've always thought. If we have that president, you know, yeah. that everyone reports to and then yeah. the president reports to us. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a little bit better flow because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's, I could say something completely different than Cody. Yeah. And the guys are like, wait, I, but Cody just told me to do it this way. And yeah. So. Yeah. It's, so it's a challenge. It is a challenge. Is that one of your biggest challenges? I would say, I would say that might be the biggest challenge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that we face. Okay. But it's, um. Never in my wildest dreams would I think at the age of 36 was I, you know, leading, you know, yeah. 17 people and um, paying for their benefits and yeah. their salaries. But it's, uh, yeah. it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And then we also offer, I mean, obviously, like, the culture itself, like, you know, the food. It's an exciting the, thing to be a part of. Yeah, There's and no then, um, you know, they, the guys do a Bible study together. That's great. Um that we have uh, one of our buddies comes and leads. So okay. it's, uh, you know, we try to offer as many things as we can offer yeah. to, you know, make it the best culture. Yeah. So, you know, kind of get me into the future a little bit of Dude Perfect. Um, mm-hmm. You've mentioned a few things from, you know, the app and, and yep. that, that kind of stuff. But um, what, what's, what would you say is kind of coming up in the future? And, and then I would also, you know, ask, uh, you know, thinking – Five ten years down the road, what yeah. what's on your mind? Yeah, future dude, perfect is uh, I think pretty exciting. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're going to still be making content. Um, yeah. We love doing it; it's just fun for us. Um, but uh, we have obviously the dude perfect world that we call mm-hmm. um, that we're still working with cities to hopefully bring to a city near you. You know, yeah. Um, we have a dude perfect traveling experience in the works. So um, basically think of it as like a carnival, you know, mm-hmm. that travels around oh, and okay. you go. But like imagine it being like athletic based that yeah. you can take your family to and go compete and they would go to city to city. That's cool. Um, we really want to get into uh, like a kid's book series like Hardy Boys okay. fiction. Um, just feel like so, that yeah. uh, animated show. Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of cool things. I mean, maybe even being our own production company yeah. at a bigger scale. So, as far as the five to ten year thing goes, um, I would hope that my you know on screen, um, like number of times I have to be on screen would decrease a little bit, yeah. and that we would have that we would have other shows. Yeah. Well, I would I would affirm. I mean, um, you're a very busy person. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, like, you know, if we're if we're looking to get together or something like that, there's a really good chance that you're not available yeah, because so, you're doing some some kind of obligation. Um, 
Yeah, so as far as do we, do we try to replace us five, you know, I don't know. I think it's more of like we would rather have content brought under us that maybe maybe isn't do, do like trick shots, but it's yeah. a funny group that does thing. I mean, there's a lot of talented people out there. Yeah. Like uh, everyone always asks, like, you know, they always call us like the king of trick shots, and I'm just like, we're not the kings of trick shots. There's like these kids called That's Amazing out there that yeah. are absolutely insane and – they should be the kings of trick shots. We're kind of pioneers, though. We're pioneers. I would. I, yeah. That's fine. But I'm not. Yeah. You know. But like, so there's a there's a bunch of different avenues that we could go with Dude Perfect, and so we're kind of just trusting in God that yeah, um, He would kind of show us that because right now it's we kind of have an idea, but it could be might be completely different. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Any kind of kind of closing comments for you? I, I would I would love to just hear. You know what? What kind of legacy I think you guys are as a group um, would like to say yeah. that you've left. You know? Yeah, I'd say as far as the legacy play, we actually um, we got we've gone through some really tri- like a, a bunch of trials mm-hmm. with Dude Perfect. I mean, uh, early stages on to moving up, moving on from Ty's dad mm-hmm. as our manager, which was you know extremely challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and just navigating all that, I, we we kind of came to a we never had a mission statement. Yeah. Um, and so, our mission statement is we want to be the most trusted entertainment worldwide. Um, and I think we've accomplished that. Yeah. I think you can trust is very synonymous with Dude Perfect. Like, mm-hmm. we're very uh, you know I wouldn't even go on a podcast if I didn't know the other stuff that was on that podcast. Yeah. You know, it's like it's to that level of because yeah. people when they hear Dude Perfect they think oh hey my you know my kid can listen to this yeah um, and so we take that very seriously but man I would be I'd be remiss not to say if our legacy wasn't to say that you know to spread Jesus' name throughout mm. the world amen then we missed it yeah so uh, you know I, I would want that to be our legacy mm-hmm. I don't know if we've done a good job of that but yeah. I think, like, you know, in 10 years, 15 years, when people hear Dude Perfect, I hope they said, I came to Jesus from yeah, that. So, that's cool. Yeah. That's great, man. Well, I think I'm going to get to see my first tour this year. Yeah. I'm excited I about would love that. for you to come, man. Yeah. It's a fun time. It's a. Yeah. That's the last show, too. So. Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, you can come to anyone, but okay. Fort Worth is last. So. Yeah. Yeah. Love it, man. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And, uh, Welcome to the excellence culture, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. Yeah.